about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know That was Great Sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself, Preston with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues is in the building. Easy. You are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? On a day like today, I find it amazing that it is Wauta that comes from the introduction of this show. Because due to the connection I have with the amazing Wauta, there was this calling. Several Januaries ago, there was a calling to find land in space. And we tried to find land in space while we were in the Hamden area. And there, Shane Penguin got the honor to share the stage with some phenomenal artists. One, bringing the fun, bringing the new school feel with an old school kick and that party vibe that is sometimes missing in the mainstream of the hippity hobby, there was this amazing man who got the crowd moving, understood that a show and an MC is more than just a lyricist. And for that, we give him thousand million thank yous. But today, we are honored, we are blessed, and honestly, we're just all having a good time. I want to thank the amazing Clockwise, for being here today. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, keep them at hand, 10 and 2. No accidents, okay? But mentally put your hands together for my brother from another mother, my sister from another mister, my homie, Clockwise. I'm speechless because that was so fancy. God bless you. <laughs> Brother Easy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Press. Amen. 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 No, but see, that's the thing is, is one, getting into understanding you as an artist before even meeting you, um, you have this incredible feel where it does give me that almost arrested development, um, mm -hmm. you know, message with a nice danceable beat type of feel to it and a good time. Now, was that something that you consciously decided? Or for those who know you, is this just really a spot of your personality that has bubbled through the music? I think like that was what I, I was drawn to Daisy Age, like uh and Soulquarians, which is like sort of like the second wave of that in the nineties, two thousands. And so like I was more drawn to that early on. Um, so I don't think I made a conscious decision like this is a brand that I can, you know, get in the lane of and like use as a vehicle. I, I really like was drawn to that stuff and just the diversity of the flows it's on like a Tribe Called Quest or Arrest Development is such an honor to even be compared to Mr. Wendell, Everyday People. I mean, yeah, yeah that's the stuff I was drawn to. And then I did get into West Coast rap as I got older, which was obviously it's like a hard edge. And it was a life that was a little different. And I got to work with a lot of those guys too, which is great. But my my initial stuff, yeah, like the first bunch of albums I bought were like Low End Theory, um, KRS-One, um, you know, just that kind of stuff, like early on. Um, DJ Muggs, compilations. I liked uh, Handsome Boy Modeling School. 
Mm-hmm. It's like Prince Paul is very counterculture. I loved Everlast where he was singing and it and the mm-hmm. production was really like authentic and so yeah, like all that kind of stuff. And so yeah, well, I guess it's organic in an answer to your question. It was definitely like where <laughs> I felt like I and I grew up, you know, um I grew up in the city, but I didn't grow up with like the most traumatic childhood or anything. So it was probably more where I I could relate to, oh, I could say something like this. I could add my little two cents to this. My my little contribution right. to it. You grew up a well, fan. See, that's yeah, and that's that's one of the most important things is because that's the difference between, you know, something that is real and and something that that isn't. But it's also really the difference of someone who's picking a genre to maximize, you mm-hmm. know, likes and viewing, instead of highlighting themselves and you know, as I say, bleed all over the track. And mm-hmm. you can bleed all over the track positively as well. It doesn't all have to be the sad, miserable stuff. Um, but when you when you have that beautiful balance it's incredible and that's one of the things i truly truly wanted to highlight of you and i love how you kind of segued into you know you worked with some of the people on the west coast um this interview is happening because of a transaction that happened upon the book of face where oh, yeah. <laughs> i mentioned i was listening to uh, the Nipsey Hustle book, which is amazing. And for everyone who just wants a book, whether you like the music industry, hate the music industry or anything, just pick up this book. It's it, you, you need to hear it. Um, it is absolutely important. And, and I've learned so much from it. So I made a post on Facebook and uh, clock jumps on there. And it's like, yeah, I, I was uh, studio neighbors with him and uh, he showed me his book collection. So now for my own personal gratification, what books was he reading? I need to know because I listen to books all day long, bro. Yeah, I need to so, learn. I need to grow. So I'll give you, I'll give you the whole story. And it's funny because this hasn't actually ever been come up in an interview specifically, but yes. like, so Uncle Dave <laughs> that I worked with out there that produced Permission to Land, which is my album I did in California, and it's got DJ Quick on it, it's got Sugar Free on it. Check it out if you haven't checked it out. But while I was doing that. I'm in North Hollywood and uh, Uncle Dave had also worked on Nipsey's album and he knew Mike and Keys and all the guys doing that. So I would literally just come in and get dropped off in my Uber in North Hollywood and they, you know, punch the gate open and Nipsey was, you know, in the studio here. And sometimes, uh, you know, my guy Mars and all T.I.'s people were in the other studio. I got to meet T.I. And I'm like, there's pictures of all this somewhere that Uncle Dave said he's trying to, there was a photographer there, we're trying to track the pictures down. But yeah, like, it was really cool. Like, I would just pull up and they would all call me Patrick. And, you know, there was one day that was really quiet. He was doing the Marathon Mondays at that point. And, you know, like, I obviously was a big fan of Nip, but I knew about him selling his albums for like, you know, the $1,000 and $10,000 albums. And like, I've seen him on Smack DVDs when I was a kid, so... It's very cool, but like we didn't think about the impact that it was. You know, obviously the passing was his passing was so terrible. I don't think I thought about the impact of like what this guy was doing for, con- for the consciousness and for the community. And like he he definitely wasn't uh, somebody that I found shady or intimidating or you know he was a really open person. And he called me Patrick, and, but one day was quiet, and everyone had gone to lunch or something, and he was reading. I think it's called the 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or something or 44, it's uh, the Immutable Laws of Branding. And nobody else was in the studio. And I'm just sitting there on the couch. You know, Uncle Dave's sitting there. It's just very quiet. Everyone's kind of fried from like partying all day and recording. And 
he just goes, hey, so this is what I'm reading. It's the 22 mutable laws of Brandon. So it says here, da, da, da. And he starts going through. And then he's telling mm -hmm. me, oh, well, that's why I didn't take the deal with Rick Ross. You know, they offered me to sign up Maybach Music, but I wanted ownership. So I didn't take this deal. And then he's going through and he's going, this is why I do this because of the owner. And I, I really had like a experience in that. I think people probably have in their in their dreams when they're asleep or something <laughs> or think about on a blog. And I, it's one of those things where I didn't know at the time how special and how epic that would be. And then by 20, I guess by, I mean, within a year or two of that, I was back in Connecticut at the time. And obviously we all got the news and I texted everybody and I was getting moment to moment updates and like, you know, you just wish someone like that could have kept going and kept publishing and see like where they would end up. But yeah, he was a beautiful person. No, definitely. And, and what, what's incredible is, is for those who actually really know the story and are mu music historians like me, because I have absolutely no life and music is 100% everything I do exist for and breathe with, um, you know, Nipsey was able to do what Sam Cooke started out doing mm -hmm. um you know and and it is really is, is that chapter so and the fact that he took time to invest you know they say oh the game knows game game mm -hmm. appreciates game but he was able to spin this branding stuff which is so super important when yeah. you're doing anything um you know he blessed you with with that knowledge knowledge that you're putting into work and now mm -hmm. continuing and blessing other people as for you've had these that's conversation with me as for, you know, we've, we've had that conversation with others about how to go things. Mm -hmm. I, rem I remember the, you know, sitting there and going, thinking that going on stage with the stuffed penguin was going to be just a super weird thing. And you're like, Nope, no, nope, this is, that's exactly what you need to do because no matter what, that's what you're going to mention. They might not remember the song that you played, but the fact that you came out there with a stuffed penguin, someone's going to talk about it. Oh, and yeah. That is just so, so super important. I still now, have the penguin down in my shelf right here. And that's a show that <laughs> my friends will talk about. Of all the shows that I've dragged people to, the penguin guys is like an highlight. <laughs> and that's so, isn't that the goal? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, that's, that is the whole point and, and the whole goal. Um, now we know that you've got the, the new record coming out. What are those type of moments? You know, what lessons have you taken from the past that are you are you retelling in, in this new say, future like, project? You know, Nip definitely came up in mind doing this because my main thing that I that I took from from watching him and just from like um, growing, also growing a little older and becoming a little more like lived in who you are, it's to trust yourself. And if you feel a certain direction or you think you're speaking for a certain audience and you believe that, you know, there's a connection there, that's what you should follow. So I think, you know, I've definitely had times in my life where I'm trying to pay bills or I'm trying to get my mom a house or trying to do this and that. And I don't mind taking a songwriting gig or a pop music mm -hmm. gig. But at this point and what I learned from people like that was just to trust whatever inspiration I'm getting. And so I sort of had this new during the lockdown too, while I was home, I had, I just had this like whole new voice. I felt like that I found, like I found like my voice again in, in like a new way. So, so this one is very much like classic sound to what you would want from a clockwise album, but it's a, it's a little more singing and that's cool, you know? And, okay. I, and I put out the singles and I was worried, like standing there is, is a jazz singing kind of like mm -hmm. fun, funky record voicemail that I put out, which was about, um, 
getting into sobriety and and what it was like to quit drinking and stuff that song is very you know has done very well and it's all singing there's not actually a rap part on it at all and a lot of people haven't noticed specifically and i guess that's a good thing because it's like i'm finding the center of what clockwise records always were but maybe i'm doing something different with it and so that's fun i'm like having a lot of fun again and which is a the key element i think that we lose sometimes well, and that's, that's the one thing that I try to talk to people as much as possible, especially like newer musicians that are just starting to get out there. And that's what I love about like working a door for shows is you, you get to see them at the first, first aspect. And I always say, go out there and have fun. It's called playing music for a reason because you should play. And, you know, it's, it is that back backyard. It is, you know, that how many times I sat hours upon hours with a hairbrush screaming lyrics whether it be ll cool j or twisted sister Mm -hmm. into a microphone studying the way my arm moves the way the jaw looks because you never know when that one picture is gonna happen you know isn't that addicting it's so addicting and i hope i hope there's people taking notes right now going all right well we don't want to ever do that because we don't that, that's cool because it's not for everybody and it can drive a lot of people crazy um i know i've been there <laughs> no it's addicting though because i'm like now you know um i'm in my 30s and i'm just not feeling any less uh of that energy of like it's almost like a gamble that you take every day and that's exciting and like the almost the like anything could happen is exciting so like i love when you go out there and you and you have a good day or you win the fight and you earn a fan and just any of that organicness is like it's addicting it's so cool and and also really good when you know uh, those that are starting out appreciate every one of those moments you know that's one Mm -hmm. of the things that we started doing on sp's page um anytime I see there's a new country that someone has listened, whether it be one listen or a thousand listens, one listen, we post about it in in our stories and we thank them Mm -hmm. for it because every listener, I love every single listener. And the fact that this person who's never met me before took three minutes out of their day and, Mm -hmm. and just to hang out with me is so flipping dope. And I just want them to know, the audience to know how much we appreciate that as an artist. I never want to be that person sitting in that house that, you know, stones can't reach. Like, nah, dude, mm-hmm. come talk to me. Give, give me a dap. Ask for a hug. Don't just come up and give me a hug because some people might jump up. I might get scared. Someone got popped in the jaw and then we got lawsuits. We don't I need lawsuits. high fives. <laughs> of all, of all um, you know, all types of folks every time. I give everyone high fives. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> but see, this is one of the most incredible things. And, and also um, what I really do love about, uh, about you and your performance as well is hip hop has gotten such uh, a trash reputation for live shows because, you know, mm-hmm. one or two people have stepped outside of whatever and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, nothing is new you know you have these same type of things that happen at mm-hmm. other types of shows as well it just hip-hop got the got got the, the the short end of the stick there um so it became very technical and became very lyric based but your stuff i'm loving the fact that it also is very performance based um it you know you have that party type type of vibe how do you maintain that especially 
in dealing with a lockdown, in dealing with the, the, the walk mm. of sobriety. You know, these are all things that can make people not want to party, you know. Yeah. Um, and yet here you are telling everybody how much you high five and love them. Well, you know, like I, to, it sort of goes to what you were saying before, which is that if anybody goes through the trouble of like GPSing a place that maybe they've never been before, maybe it's in a neighborhood they don't know much about and they, they have to find parking and maybe they're feeding a meter or they're, you know, going through traffic, they have to find a doorway to a club maybe they've never been before. Like, I know what that's like when I'm not performing, I'm going out as a fan every other night of the week and so like i feel the same way you do where if anybody has gone through that to show up to a show i'd be an idiot to not want to engage with them and let them you know talk about if they came here and they want to talk about music that i'm making then my job is to just talk to them about it you know what i mean otherwise i'd be a fool like because i know what that's like and so it's hard for me to not play a show at full speed and i can't think of a lot of days where I have it. I don't, I, there's not many shows where I drive away and I go, I phone that one in. It just doesn't, because I'm not so right. separated from, you know, my shows are not live, all Live Nation and Ticketmaster. And I'm not um, have, charging people, you know, their whole rent money to like come see my show. I'm not filling a theater that is a football field. Like I'm not selling backpacks and, and binders of the tour. Like I'm not so separated from, I know what it's like to drive all, you know, work all day. And then at seven o'clock decide you are going to go support somebody's show. And so that's beautiful. And it's hard (laughs) for me to not um, feed off that and and to not give a 10. And so, you know, it's nice to be too separate from. And, and, you know, for, for all those that know, I, I mean, you know, go back through the uh, the the annals of uh, our history together. We played for you know children uh, mm-hmm. for, for an art for an art show in the middle of a road. Like I thought we were going to get run over. <laughs> you know, this was actually a great show, and that was that's like a mitzvah, right? Where you there's yeah. some some things you do for inspiration, some things you do mm-hmm. for money, some things you do for a good deed, or you know, hopefully. And that's that's one that it's like you're never going to hit all three on the triangle. But it's so nice to, I left that show feeling so good. We did. We played on the middle of like a parking lot in a road and everyone in Westport, <laughs> Connecticut drove by and a little girl drew, I don't know if you remember this, a little girl drew me a yep. picture with crayons of, yep. you know, just a beautiful scene and it's on my fridge. I mean, yep. like I don't have kids. So like this little tiny girl that should have been afraid of just rap music and all this stuff came up and, and get, drew me this picture and it was just like that's valid you know that's just like gosh that you got to take that one and, and put it inside in your heart that's valid no and but that's 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 the key and, and when you come out of you know you and i we've never stopped being fans and that's really what it comes down to that's where the passion comes from you know when th- that needle drops on that new uh, on that record no matter how many times we've heard it before if it speaks to your heart and that's where we want to come from because that's that's what drew us in that's what kept us here when all the darkness was as dark as it was and we neither one of us pretend that darkness was dark and it was it was not anywhere we wanted to ever really be ever again you know music was there to shine the light and and to help elevate and it's our job now to continue that like we we said before you know you had the conversation with nipsey and now it's your job to continue to have that conversation with the next and Mm -hmm. the next and the next because we say it on the show 
all the time, you know, we die two deaths. Yeah. Our physical, when our physical body gives up and when the last person that's ever met us can, can tell our story dies. Um, so to sit here and push for immortality, but not immortality for ourselves, but for this amazing thing called music is it's just finding our piece of the song. And I've, it's been an honor to be, you know, dancing around this song with you as, as long as we oh, have. Same. We're from yeah. the same cloth, you know? Like, <laughs> we're like, you know, we're having fun in the sandbox. Like you said, yeah. like, what the heck's the point? If we're not, you know, otherwise I'll, I could, I guess if you, all you care about is money, you can go be a stockbroker or something. But if you want to have fun in the sandbox, <laughs> That's that's it'll add to your quote. I'll give you the Ian Fleming quote, which is that you only live twice, once when you're born and once when you look death in the face. Oh, and so I'll add that to your uh, only I like life. that one. <laughs> I, I like that one. Ooh, that was good. I think Ooh. about that a lot because for me, this is all about courage. Like, it's right. funny that people say uh, like the positive word is something that comes up a lot mm -hmm. and it probably comes up for you, too. But it's more just like I'm addicted to not like dying uh right. career-wise you know i'm ad i'm addicted to not like um letting anybody else define what who they think i am or what i'm supposed to be able to do or who i'm supposed to talk for or speak for or you know there's people that go with trends and mm -hmm. if you stay the same it's funny that the trends come back around because now like retro is in and mm -hmm. the 2000s are in yeah. and that's all the stuff i'm living it in with my music and so like i'm just addicted to being like resilient and to defining it for yourself and so that's what i hope artists do is like there's always going to be challenges there's always going to be people that want you out of the way if with anyone that's doing anything you know uh successful or popular so that that's what keeps me going is i'm like i i'm gonna decide when i made enough albums right no, but that's that is the key because you really have to have that aspect, you know, yes, money wise and all that kind of stuff. But when yeah. you're out there and you're creating art, you know, you should be evoking emotion. And really, that, that, that emotion starts here. Like if I'm not making myself feel a certain type of way, you know, and I kind of do it where it's it's a game. Because I, I come from the Tom Waits school of songwriting, where I want beautiful melodies to tell me terrible things. Mm -hmm. So what you might think is one of the happiest songs in the world coming from the Shame Penguin camp, because it's got that good Tom drive and you want to mm -hmm. dance to it. I'm probably saying some things that, <laughs> that are absolutely like heart-wrenching, because I can, and because that is going to make someone think a little bit more. And that's also going to take the negative connotation. You know, I, I'll spend many a nights and for the longest time I would have trouble getting out of bed because the darkness was so much. Mm -hmm. um, then the minute I started putting a melody to that darkness was the minute I could start walking again. Um, and I think that I, I try to bring that forth for everybody else as well. But that's just me. I've seen your show many times and it is very powerful. And you have stuff in there that I feel like um, – is zooming out to like look at society too and mm -hmm. to look at the country and um you know it's it's very powerful people should go see it it's moving so i'm glad you guys are gonna do a new set of shows and stuff yeah man and it's it, it's 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 gonna be fun it's gonna be fun although we're still keeping that one song with that break in there for the next time we do a show together and then yeah. we're, gonna, we, we're gonna definitely do some some collab stuff on there but See. enough of us let's talk about you let's talk about this album and and jumping into that that new world um 
I'm also going to say, because I don't know where, where, where we're at timeline, but I am going to say that we're doing this on WNHH 103.5 FM, uh, New Haven, WNHH. We too are here early. today. Too early. And now we are back Too here. early. Too early. Oh. Too I'm early. sorry. I'm sorry. Too I wasn't early, sure. Sir. I got lost. Too we early. Were talking. You jumped we were talking. the gun. You're a little bit too early, but it's okay. I'm here sorry. to bring you back in. I'm sorry. Know I just didn't want to make a mistake. Be wise, okay? Know your clock and be wise. All right? So oh, oh, man. That man, was so good. Late on. <laughs> but, <Jesus>. you know. <laughs> This new record, you know, where is the true inspiration that, that comes from it? Was it was it uh, a whole bunch of different experiences or was it really just the experimentation of sound? It's I mean, I think for me, it does always start with the lyrics um, and the, the music has to be adventurous and exciting and it has to match. You know what I mean? What the intensity is. But I did just start writing the songs like. I find that even like yesterday I was with Tank Sauce from the Batpack, who's like a really big artist out mm -hmm. here too. And like, he started showing me stuff he was listening to and it was like British rock and it was like Oasis kind of stuff. And here's a guy who's a break dancer and a rapper and a singer. And that's not necessarily what you think he was listening to. So like, I started to let myself be a little more free in the pandemic. And, and it was a like a fun challenge for the day would be to work on something on the piano i make a lot of the beats you know or i at least start the demos and then people help me with it but i would like sit and play my little piano loop or something and i would just try to pour my heart out and i would just try to sing something that was meaningful mm -hmm. and like you know i i had a uh i had a huge breakup right before the pandemic i moved back from california um a lot of what i was doing in the music industry i could do here but the major label system wasn't I sat in all these meetings where the major label system didn't really get what mm -hmm. I was presenting. And um, there's a period of like, you said like darkness, there's a period of like, take to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mom says my Irish mother says she has to take to the bed for many things. So, <laughs> and then out of that, boom, we're in lockdown and um, I'm realizing stuff isn't all bad. And I'm realizing I need to be therapized and I'm realizing I need to untangle um, how I'm coloring things and how I'm seeing things in my head and um, what lens I'm putting on everything. And digging out was what this album was. And, and some of it is melancholy. Some of it is very, is very like life affirming. Um, and I, it, singing was, was where it needed to be. Like, I wasn't exactly angry. I wasn't exactly ready to party. I was somewhere in the middle. And like, I'm just really, I'm really proud of these songs. And then I would send them into the, like, I have a couple of guys that are my vocal um, engineers that will do like mixing and mastering and, you know, whatever tuning and effects. And the response I got from sitting in my house, mostly starting all these records during the pandemic and right after, and just being very in my house in my pajamas. And the response I got was like, clock this is the best stuff ever we're putting this out like everyone's gonna work That's on the same this reaction we here on wnhhlp 103.5 fm new haven myself preston with my partner in crime long island raids elm city made ez blues is in the building clockwise continue Whew. yeah so no so shout out and that is that's what you want you want but you want to get that reaction right from anything you do so it was it was nice because i've had people tell me behind the scenes you know 
I'm not, I'm not so, fa- I'm not super famous where people are just telling me what I want to hear. I have dudes that'll tell me like, that's not you <laughs> or like, that's corny, right. you know, and I'm trying to be the non corny committee at all times. Right. So it's, it was nice to take a risk. So that's the, that's really the point of the story for artists is to take a risk and to, you know, put your heart into it i think everything there is really meaningful no it it definitely is and i love how you pointed out you've also been through the aspect of sitting in uh, the major label uh, you know conversations um you stood by yourself you stood with yourself while you're doing that and that's Mm -hmm. super important you you know it look there are those opportunities where people could say, hey, if you spin it this way or you do it this way, you know, we mm-hmm. will miss, you know, there, there's a phenomenal um, singer became vitamin C. Um, she used to be uh, in Eve's, uh, Eve's Plum. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wound up getting a full makeover, including augmentation, just to become vitamin C. Mm-hmm. But then in vitamin C's second record, um, it was no longer the industry nonsense that was being spewed out. It, I, she, she was going back to the stuff that she was talking about um, with mm-hmm. each plum, which was still good. So that there is a give and take in this industry. You just have to know how much of yourself you're going to give. I have also sat in those in the industry things. And, you know, I've been told, oh, you know, on certain uh, singing competitions, you have a Blues Brothers tattoo. Show up in Chicago with, you know, in full Blues Brothers gear and we'll push right. you to the top 25. And I'm like, uh, or not. How about we don't do that? How about you just... Isn't my voice good enough? They're like, your, your voice is great, but your look is garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I like pizza, so bite me. You know? <laughs> I had one guy, I was going around, you know, God bless DJ who was a mentor and Uncle Dave, and I still work with them. And actually, Uncle Dave produced two records on this album that are amazing. And I have JP Kelly Smooth on there, who's super big West Coast rapper. So like a lot of those connections are still working with me for the love of it and they're in play. But I had one one meeting for, with one label we sat in and the guy just goes, but why don't you have 20,000 followers? Yeah. And I'm going, no, my numbers are pretty good, but I'm going, I'm from Connecticut. There's not 20,000 indie rap lo-fi <laughs> in Connecticut to go find all of them I found. Right. I had like six to 7,000 followers at this point and I just landed in LA and I'm like, all of the people on the Eastern seaboard that like this kind of music, I have found. I promise you. Yeah. That's how I got to six or seven thousand. And he goes, but I just don't get it. You don't have 20,000 followers. Yeah. And so there's certain times where you're like, okay, cult following. Okay. Right. You know, people show up for me. Um, the bat getting the, invited to be in the bat pack, which is this like, you know, um, super group thing I do with a bunch of um, big regional rappers. And we do like live shows and festivals and stuff. That was like a huge blessing that like, I, it's not not the one that I pictured, right? But now I'm playing like these huge shows, mm-hmm. big stages, and like so you have to take the ego out of it and be like, okay, like there's still a lot to accomplish. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of people that want me to deliver art to them, right? And that's fun, like because there's there's people that really are always a cult following. Like mm-hmm. that's exciting to me. Like I have artists that I like that we're always going to be cult following. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Oh, and and it's and, and it's so it's so super interesting because like I have the conversation you know with, with my kids. I I've got you know freshmen in high school, and they're like you know, hey dad, you're famous. I was like, I'm not. I'm 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 just, I'm literally just your dad. Like let's. <laughs> he's like no, no, but we're gonna go walking down New Haven, and and people go like, yeah, but that's it's not because I'm not like I'm just you know as as I tell people, I'm just a humble penguin. You know, that's that's all I will ever be. Um, but there is the reality of these are the truer connections. These these are things that, that true, like matter. Yeah, of course, both clockwise and I will along for the day where we have 20 million people spinning our, our records all at the same time. Because looking down at your Spotify artist when that moment happens, I'm sure it's got to be one of the happiest moments in your time. Because I know that when I look down and one person is there, my heart is filled with joy. So I can't wait to look down when there's 20 million people there. That being said, I also make sure that I push the art and continue mm-hmm. to evolve as an artist to earn that 20 million. I don't yeah. want anything given to me. I want you to actually like my stuff. If you're here to be a yes person, see ya. Um, hmm. But that's just me. I have a little bit of an attitude problem. You know, it I'm with you. and I feel, But I feel like <laughs> progress is good too. So like if you're an artist, you know, I noticed that if I'm playing shows and I'm out in my um, little Jeep driving around New England, mostly, and I'm, I, I do a lot of shows a year, like you do a pull up, like Easy said, there's times I don't even charge people. I'll just pull yep. up to your school opening or your state fair or the blood drive and I'll, you know, start rocking my set. And like, I go out so many days a year and I notice on the bar graph on Spotify that the months that I'm out touring or on the road doing these shows, the bar is way higher than the months that I sat at home. And so do I think there's some still um, things that are not broken that still work? Yeah. You know, like going out and doing that makes a big difference. And then people feel like they, uh, they met you. Like I'm telling that story about Nipsey and Nip, God rest his soul, but he might not have even remembered reading that book to me. You know what I mean? But for me, it's a story I'll always tell. And like, so how can that be? That's not broken. Right. You can yeah, exactly. go accomplish that at the you know any any bar you're playing at or whatever. So yeah, no, exactly. Speaking of you know places that you played and you played all over the place, I know that uh, Preston, uh, Preston loves to ask the question: What's your favorite like five favorite venues that you played? Like ever? Yeah, like Ooh, ever, ever. Wow. Um, Let's see. I got to play the Bitter End in Manhattan, which is like um, a really famous one. Lady Gaga used to play there when she was in college. Uh, all sorts of big, I think the Beatles were there, everybody. So I had a, re- a really successful couple dates at the Bitter End when my first album came out. That was awesome. I got to play Vans Warped Tour. I was on the, the, the side stage. So like the big, mm-hmm. the big act would end, which was usually Mac Lethal for me. And uh, so Mac Lethal, he did, I'm making pancakes, that guy. And so he would end. And the minute <laughs> his last note hits, you have to start the side right. stage. And yes. it's for crowd control and it can get trampled and stuff. So, you know, Warp Tour is a good experience, but um, I love New Haven. I love Stella Blues. I love Cafe Nine. You know, I, love, I would say New Haven as a whole. Um, um, there was a place in Hartford called Sully's Pub, if anybody remembers, and that was really I remember beautiful. Sully's Pub, yeah. Yeah, Sully's Pub was like the CBGBs, and it could be punk <laughs> rock, or it could be hip-hop, or it could be reggae, and it was, mm-hmm. it was just so alive. And so now I sound like an OG because I'm talking about a place that's closed, but rest in peace to Sully's Pub. <laughs> and I liked um, I liked playing the observatory in, in Santa Ana in the OC. 
That, I had a, got a lot of love out there. I played the OC on Quick Store, and I was a 2000 kid, so I got off the thing, and I'm going, California, <laughs> California. That's the OC, guys, for anyone that's not old like yeah. me. <laughs> to land in that town and go play a show there was like a – that was a really cool experience for young me. That's awesome. I also love how the fact that, that their drummer is Jason Swartz, one of the, the – the- premier actors and someone who was in scott pilgrim versus the world so oh yeah i love yeah. scott pilgrim oh yeah so good i can't wait for the uh for the um the cartoon mm-hmm. it's gonna be, gonna be dope but okay all right we're we're we're, we're, fa- we're, we're fan we're fanning out again um, <laughs> but that's what's so super super important like you know, we are also people who dive into the culture aspect of it, but the different art aspects of the culture as well. You know, I'm as influenced by um, Chuck D as I am by Bob Dylan. I'm as influenced, you know, by Marvel as I am, you know, by Shakespeare. And I, mm-hmm. I think that is one of those things that as you move forward, um, you're there. What art right now is influencing you the most? So I'm, this is going to be funny, but I'm on a really weird 70s and 80s film kick. And it's all like B films like Charles Bronson is really what I'm on right now this month. I have watched almost all the Charles Bronson output from the 70s and the 80s. And then that goes like really bad, cheesy, um, you know, action films like the John Woo to like um, Timothy Dalton, James Bonds, Roger Moore, mm-hmm. James Bonds, um, Steven Seagal. I'm sort of on a kick right now with that stuff, but there's a big morality play to it and there's excess and they're very colorful. And what I've really been noticing is that the leading the leading men in these, uh, leading people of all types, but somebody like Charles Bronson is uh, not with the beauty standard of today. <laughs> and as I get a little older too, he he makes me feel excited because he's like 55, 60 and he's out here doing Death Wish. Yeah. And he can give you the mean mug to the camera and it makes me feel excited to like go into that phase of my life. So right. I think you always need new heroes. So I would say uh, that's that's what I've been on lately is like, how do I apply that kind of colorfulness and the, the excess to... Uh, to videos and stuff like that. So I've absolutely can't be music videos for the new album that we're finished. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to We've that. got like alien invasions in them. We've got we did like a sixties camp one too. So that's what I've been having fun with this B movies. There you go. Right. But no, but it's, it's so super important. Cause I, I go through those phases as well, where, you know, I, I need to start like looking at some B movies and just the complete total ridiculousness of it all. Um, especially like, uh, I like reconnected with the Fast and the Furious uh, franchise, not because they're good that. movies, because they're fun, because it's funny, because it's ridiculous, because you're not supposed to drive a car off of a building <laughs> through another building and crash into another building and live. That's not real, yeah. you know. So it's a blast. It. And the surrealism is big. Like that's I just yeah. watched all those recently as well, and I had not ever seen past maybe four or five. Right. Yeah. And God, the new one with Jason Momoa was a blast. And uh, yeah, but the surrealism is is a key. The surrealism is in the Bond world or any of those movies right. as well. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's it's art in a gonzo surrealism way. Yeah. That's the point. But I think what you can take out of that, what I've been taking out of that as an artist is, um, like I said, being irrepressible and being unkillable. Right. <laughs> And not seeking revenge, but seeking to move forward. These are things you get out of those movies. 
No, it, it's it's true. It, it's it is that that amazing code, and it's stuff that that you can get from almost everywhere, and, and that's why being you know, an artist, it is so, so, so super important to keep yourself open, to, to find that voice, to find that aspect. There's so many movies I would walk out of. I remember walking out of, um, which uh, one? I'm getting tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, Brad Pitt, Dustin Hoffman, um, a movie where, Dauphin was a lawyer. Brad Pitt was also the lawyer. They, uh, as kids, they went to a correctional uh, facility, um, and they were inappropriately touched and whatnot and abused by uh, the instructors. And then uh, two of them wound up killing Kevin Bacon. Um, oh, I saw that movie. Sleepers. 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 Yep. Sleepers. Yep. Saw that. So, Billy Billy Crudup's it is. Good yep. movie. So I walked out of Sleepers and I wrote um, what people are going to be hearing as scenes from a delicatessen. Um, you oh, know, it's big. And, Gives you the yeah. colors for the day. Exactly, exactly. Or sitting in any given Sunday and you know write, writing you know poetry for like Father Hunger or different type of aspects. Um, it's so super important. And it, and when you stimulate your artistic self and you just surround yourself with art and people who are artistic, you're gonna get these these more vibes. Like you know, put, put, uh, put clock and I in a, in a room together for, for 45 minutes yeah. or an hour, we'll have three albums probably written. It might, yeah. you know, the two of them would be good. One of them's going to be absolutely amazing, but two of them are going to be good. I love it. <laughs> and nothing is on the cutting room floor. The exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what, and though, we always uh, need more snare in, in, in the head. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All that, all that stuff you're talking about too, is very earnest. Like all the art we're talking about, is very earnest and it means it, you know what I mean? And society tends to look down on something that's not being sarcastic or it's not being allegorical or you're not being detached. And like every everything in the two, 2020s is being very detached and like you're cooler than whatever. But it, the stuff we're talking about from back in the day, it's like they meant it and it was earnest. And you right. know, I can't not write like that. That's the only way I know how to write. And yeah. like, so that's the other thing I'm, that is fun about music is like, I'm, I'm be it might be it might be very very vulnerable or whatever but it's like I'm not detached from it I'm not commenting on something else I'm really just being earnest and telling you my feelings and that's gonna be a lot for some people and that's that's what makes it exciting like isn't it exciting when you hear somebody like you said bleed on the tracks and really yep. tell you like something specific that feels oh, yeah. I mean, that's exciting well that's that's one of the reasons why like I'm such a huge fan of miles Bolin mm -hmm. um you know they really took that step into super vulnerability. Um, and I, I kind of compare them to like, yeah, it's like Mr. Rogers, you know, but you know, it, it's, it's a TV show, a kid's TV show host, but the hip hop edition. Um, and it's that. just so like, they bleed all over the track every time. And then they take that into the live performance and mm -hmm. they're able to have that super vulnerability on stage, which is something that I have not anywhere close to mastered. You know, I, I, I like to be out and just, you know, the MC aspect of it where mm -hmm. everything is loud and big mm -hmm. and they are teaching me that you can do that in a small aspect as well. And it becomes even more powerful. So, you know, kind of like Mega Man, I have to master this aspect so I, I can take that power and yeah. grow, you know, what, uh, what, what, what Mega Man quality are we going to see in this record and where did it come from? 
Um, I think, yeah. And it, well, it's funny you said that because I have the tendency to go big too. Like there's not, you know, I don't know how to do that. How to, like you said, if I, if you have a light on, you have the microphone in front of me, it's like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the full sales pitch. <laughs> um, but I think with this one, uh, the vulnerability and just like, um, touching on a, a lot of stuff, like it's easier to hide behind a music video or to make a song where you, um, sound very like strong and very tough, but it's a lot harder to make stuff that, uh, you know, is about your real life and about, there's very little difference between clockwise as an entertainer or anything like that. And Patrick O'Sullivan and me on this record, there's like, right. that's, that's what I'm trying to say is there the two characters are gone. Like, it's just me. And so right. there's stuff on there about really beating myself up or about, um, having to get sober or about, um, tear, you know, losing love or, uh, being disappointed in the world or be, or losing your dreams or, you know, one of those songs, it's like, uh, life is never like our dreams. And like, that's melancholy, but it's deep, yeah. but it's conversational. And like, I don't think I ever really would go into that before. Cause I was, I just wanted everybody to have a good time. No. <laughs> Well, no, it, it's true, and and the, but on the flip side of that too is because the 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 place that I'm coming out of um, and the journey that I'm coming into this point is is the other side of that is I'm learning to celebrate that I am living my dream. I'm just not living it on that scale right. that that I thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, the dream was to hang out with musicians. The dream was mm -hmm. to be an artist full time. The dream was to have incredible conversations yeah. with people about the most ridiculous of things. Mm -hmm. I get to do that every single day. That 12 year old accomplished his dream. Financially, I'd like to accomplish a lot more. <laughs> no, I love it. I just love that we're having such an honest conversation too, yeah. you know, about it. Yeah. Like, I think that's, it's, that's more interesting. Like for me to watch somebody um, fall and get up and you know that's more interesting than somebody that knows everything word exactly you know? exactly so yeah no i i think i think that that that's dope and uh, um i can't wait um any big shows we got coming up to to promote when this record i have an alchemist party going on downtown hartford on october 18th with um lee totten as well who's a great artist and a couple other artists so i'm playing um this is like it's like an earlier evening so that people mm -hmm. can really anybody can come it doesn't have to be a one in the morning so come by <laughs> like seven ish uh for music to start and that's at the brownstone downtown hartford on october 18th and comes out october 19th on streaming it's called human on earth so it's about being imperfect and it's about like I, what can i change i'm just a human on earth oh maybe i can change this maybe i can make this a little better maybe i can work on myself maybe i can be nicer to myself or nicer to others and so it's about being a human on earth and um I'm, i just couldn't be happier and i will i just last thing i will say is i do want to shout out everyone that worked on it from like uncle dave foreman who did Silk Sonic and he did Nipsey Hussle and he did Bruno Mars. He's an amazing producer. He's mm -hmm. a true friend. He's on a bunch of records. I got Miles Elliott, who is a, you know, huge lo-fi jazz artist out here. Asher, I've got um, Angela Luna sings on it. The Bat Pack is on it. 
Yeah, which is my group with Texas, Some Spice, Hydro. So uh, I'm sure I forgot someone, but it's a super great album and lots of great people worked on it. So shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston with EZ Blues is in the building. Clock Lash is with us again. Number two on Behind the Brand. Go ahead, EZ. <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love it. Um, as you're getting ready, you know, when when's the next video drop? Like, when can people start to really, really pay attention to what's going on? Because you say you got you're bringing this extra, you know, visual. Mm -hmm awesomeness too so, so i'll tell you right here i'll let it rip see this is like this is the first interview i've actually done for this album so i don't have um the terrible like uh oscars um speech yeah. where i'm like telling you the same thing every time this is the first time i've talked about it so thanks for having me but yeah no i have the standing there music video uh which is the single i have out now and people are loving it and it's 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 doing really well and people are as I'm walking down the street, people are going, singing it to me. And so we have the video for this coming out, um, you know, probably October 14th, 15th, somewhere right before the album. And I, you know, I can just tell you here, the first people to tell you it's about space aliens and I'm an astronaut and I'm in a space suit and I get in a rocket ship and I go up to a planet and then on the planet is aliens and do they like me is it beef you're gonna have to watch it and find out and it's super hilarious and the special effects are really good got cg in it i've got masks in it loads of actors in it it's freaking hilarious so uh nice. stay tuned and just follow it's k-l-o-k-w-i-z-e -E, clockwise and just follow on everything you're gonna see a lot. <laughs> and standing there is a fun song it's melancholy but it's fun it's about when i fall of, i want it to smack me in the face i want to feel it i don't want it to have to be difficult right <laughs> see here's, here's one of the craziest things though it we always say that right but we also want it to smack us in the face, which is difficult. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, as, as much as we don't want love to be difficult, we truly need love to be difficult so mm -hmm. we know that it's real and we can feel it. And it is this amazingness that we we go through uh, being an artist and having to be super hypocritical about it because, you know, it's the same thing of, of even playing live and different things like that. You know, I am a forced extrovert because I love that spotlight. I love that microphone. I love mm -hmm. to get loud and all those different things. But like, if I'm at a party, I'm gonna be sitting in the back corner and just like, hey, if I come to you and talk, we'll talk, we'll have an incredible conversation. But if I don't, just leave me alone because I, I, I'm a scared and I just want to be left alone. And is that that amazing aspect of that uh, of the artist? How do you manage that? Because it can be very very overwhelming. I'm definitely I'm like you where I'm an extrovert when it's something that like I'm passionate about or when it's something mm -hmm. I know about or I can help like great but I'm the same way where like um, it's it's hard for me to maintain relationships it's hard for me to always like say thing and remember the details and you know that's that's always hard like um, but I I think people can tell you if you're good intention, if you have a good heart. And I know when I go places, like I talk to a lot of people where they can tell if you're a safe person or not, you know what I mean? Right. And I don't, my, my whole intentions is not to make money or to like juice off other people or anything. I'm literally just here to like sing this so that it was sung today. And it didn't just sit in the, in the nowhere bin of life for the day. Like we got out here, we told people what it was. We made a dent. We sang it like we meant it that's my goal for the day and maybe catch some good footage but so people can tell with that but 
I have the same thing where like, it's really hard for me to always want to go out and like play the social game. And maybe people do really well when they play the social game, you know, maybe that's a, a huge element of it. Like, but it's got to also just, I hope that that good music has legs and that sometimes mystery is okay. When I was a kid, people were more mysterious. Like I didn't know what Tupac did all day. Like, <laughs> yeah, no unless idea. he was on the news or like, you know, I didn't know what David Bowie thought about. Right. That maybe was better. <laughs> Well, it's, it's definitely super interesting because, you know, you find out it's better, but then it also could be worse in some aspects, too, because there's been phenomenal artists out there. And this is it gets difficult to separate the artist and the art, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you know, you really do have to try to separate those for without being a pushover. You know, mm -hmm. we all know the, the story and, and we've already talked about it off air, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, but, you know, when you, it's very important who you are and, and how you how you represent so when that 24 hour news cycle can be totally suffocating, mm -hmm. you know, but it also is that fact of, you know, I say it all the time, we're able to be a lot more controlled now by, by the bigger masses mm -hmm. because we don't really have heroes anymore because we have that 24 hour news cycle. If people knew that, um, you know, and I'm, I'm the, I don't pour salt in anyone's hustle. That's just not what I'm saying, but they would have been easily able to spin, um, Dr. Martin Luther King's infidelity to to take away wow, from his message back then. That's true. Um, and wow. and that and that sucks. You know, John Lennon wrote Imagine. He was also a horrible human being who beat several wives. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, we have to try to separate that. And you know, that's what I love about uh, Chesky's co-defendant record. They have Brutiful, and Brutiful is you know, you, you know, your heroes. All our heroes are human. And, mm -hmm. and that means we can be flawed and that includes you listening. That includes us singing. We're mm -hmm. not immune. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's a, be a beautiful thing. But unfortunately, we're also not immune to the Apollo curtain being pulled upon us and saying that, that we might be done, but can't wait for chapter three mm -hmm. uh, of, of this uh, amazing interview. But right now, Clockwise, man, it's been an honor and a privilege. You know I love you. Um, we definitely are going to connect and grow more because we've got some some cool things going through. Um, right now, it's, it's your time, man. Tell people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you, how they can invest in you, and how they can you know, watch this, watch you grow and all about this new record. Thank you, brother. Man, thank, thank you, bro, so much. This is so awesome. And um, yeah, so shout out if you're already a Clockwise listener and you tuned in, we appreciate you watching. And if not, it's um, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube, I'm on like any, anything, put a search bar in, you just do K-L-O-K-W-I-Z-E. It's Clockwise, as wrong as you can spell it. And the new album, Human on Earth, like you said, about being imperfect, comes mm -hmm. out October 19th. So probably by the time you're hearing this and um definitely a comment you know i'm i'm here to be your best friend and to hear what you want to what you want to talk about because as an artist we have to talk about whatever needs talking about so i would just say let's let's um be friends that's the investment is go follow me and tell me anything about the record nice and um much love everyone thanks for listening and keep doing your art if you're out there clockwise we appreciate you man we really do much love. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. No doubt. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, this has been Behind the Brand.
unless she said, What's up with your man right there? With the feather head, so with the puppy eyes. I looked up like shit, I thought it was a good disguise. I don't always get the girl, people chasing all this fame. I don't always get the world. I've been living in this game with the urgency. There's a few things should be returning me. Isn't true. If you've ever gotten over what I did to you, sometimes I get miserable. Memories that be stinging you would change it if I could, but it sucks. There ain't a thing to do. Just add it to the list of this shit that hurts. Forgiving yourself, apologies in reverse. So many words for moving on. All I did was let the wall down and you were gone. When I fall in love, don't wanna say my standing. Falling love.